No one comes to the Father but through Him. And this is why the gospel is the good news. Death no longer has any power over Jesus. Therefore, it no longer has any power over you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If you're believing for anything else from God, you're believing for small stuff. Get more today to JP Inspired Inspiration for today. Let's pray together. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to speak to my life, that you'd minister to my heart, and reveal your word to me today in a way that I will understand it, so that I can declare it and do it and see it change my life. I pray that you change my life today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So church, you are the center of the universe. We've been speaking about that now for the last few weeks. And uh, today we sort of get to the point of why we're actually saying you are the center of the universe. And I want you really to think about that right now for a second. What, what does it mean when someone says, the church, you are the center of the universe? And what do I mean when I say church? Church is those of us who gather together. Those of us who come together. That is the church. The church is the gathering of the saints. And today, the sermon is entitled, The Kingdom of God Holds Us Up. We do not hold it up. I want you to think about that statement for a second. It's an important statement. We serve a God that doesn't need us to hold Him up. You know, many other people serve gods, and they need to hold their gods up. You don't have to hold your God up. Your God is able to stand up quite by Himself. And because of that reminder of last week, we're never alone. And I want you to, rem to, rem to remember 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27 and 28, which says, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. And here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then those who do miracles, and those who have the gift of healing, and those who can help others, and those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. So all of us together... We're Christ's body. All of us are parts of Christ's body. Every single one of us. We're a part of the body of Jesus. And sometimes we can feel like we're serving God alone. But like the Lord said to Elijah, you're not alone. There are many others. And you have to remember that. You're not supposed to be part of the Lonely Hearts Club if you're in the church. We've also looked at the fact that when we remain faithful, it is only by the grace of God that we remain faithful. It's not something that we can go out there and start bragging to people about. We remain faithful because God gives us His grace. And also that um, if we allow ourselves to be deceived, then we will be deceived in, indeed. God expects us not to be deceived. It is our responsibility not to be deceived. But now I want you to think about the kingdom of God. And one of the challenges that we have in the world today is the fact that um, people do not understand 
the kingdom of God. And I'm not talking about the people in the world. Because people who do not know Jesus are not going to know the kingdom. It's ludicrous to think that they will know the kingdom. But Christians do not know the kingdom. People who in church come to church and they know nothing about the kingdom. And one of the challenges that we have is that we live in a country that's supposed to be a democracy. And the reason why I say it's supposed to be a democracy, if you went and looked at the laws that are being passed right now, never mind the laws that have been passed over the last two, three years, but just right now, the laws that are on the books that are being passed by this government and this parliament, which is almost all the parties in parliament, are the most evil, disgusting things under the sun. They are terrible. We've spoken about the Health Act. There's a Climate Change Act. They're going to give you a carbon budget. Only so much beef you can eat. Only so, so far you can travel. Literally, that's, that's, what, that's what your parliament is passing right now. And I want you to realize... A democracy is supposed to be something where the will of the people governs. And I, I don't believe if they had a referendum. I don't believe anywhere. I don't even believe 10% of South Africans would vote for climate change bill. Only the rich people, but they have a very small percentage of population. You go out into the highways and the byways and the squatter camps and the rural areas, I believe most people will vote against it. So we're supposed to be in a democracy. And... A democracy is not a kingdom. You see, in a democracy, you vote your representatives into parliament. They vote on a law. If the majority of them vote for the law, it then goes to the president. If the president signs it, it becomes law. In a kingdom, the king stands up and says, this is the law. And from that day forward, that is the law. That's it. It's over. Whatever the king decrees becomes law. And the kingdom of God is a kingdom. Therefore, whatever God decrees is the law. Whatever He says is the law. And so if He says, you give your life to Jesus who died on the cross for you and you're saved, that's it. It's the law. That's over. You receive Jesus, your Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. The devil complains, doesn't matter because it's the law. It's what God says. And He is the King of the kingdom. You cannot vote for your God. I want to tell you that too many people are going around the world today and they want to vote for their God. And they want to say, listen, always lead to God. You cannot vote for your God. God is God. Whether you acknowledge Him or not, He's God. And one day you're going to face Him and you're going to answer to Him for your life. And I want to tell you this about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is incredible because it holds us up. You may not realize, but as you were going through this week, the kingdom of God was holding you up. And the kingdom of God was holding you up because the entire universe revolves around the kingdom of Jesus. I want to tell you today that the entire universe revolves around the kingdom of Jesus. The universe, guys. They're talking about some planets that might come crashing into our planet and uh, other things. And there's, there's, there's a, a, a secret planet or an or a, or a, or a unknown planet or a mystery planet that might come crashing into earth somewhere along the line. The, the, the Oaks are freaking out about this right now. I don't know if you're aware of that. We just carry on because who cares? If it crashes, we don't want to do anything anyway. But the thing is, even that planet, that planet that they, 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 that's like a hidden planet there, that might come crashing into earth, 
all of that stuff, the sun, all the galaxies, everything, it actually revolves around the church. Now, you're thinking, now, man, I learned in biology, and I learned in geography and geology and all the ologies that, that you're talking such rubbish, Pastor. And, and the, earth is, the, the earth is so many million years old. And, and then the universe is 400 billion years old. There's a big bang. I, I know you've learned all that stuff, Stretch. They have no more physical proof of all of that stuff than what I, for what the Bible says. And I'm telling you, all of that stuff's trash. Because everything that I see in terms of how the Bible describes people. You know, even when I look at how the Bible describes people and I look at the war in Ukraine. Ah, it fits the Bible. Everyone's complaining. Everyone else is lying. Have you seen that? The Russians are talking about Ukrainian disinformation and Ukraine and everyone else is talking about Russian disinformation. Everyone's, and everyone's lying. They're all lying. And the Bible says all people are liars. Because if they haven't given their lives to Jesus, their father is Satan. That's what Jesus said. And the language of Satan is lies. So all people are going to lie. So therefore, expect any person you meet, expect them to lie to you. I can't believe you lied to me. Why not? Why not? Why are you so shocked when people lie? I, I want you to realize it shows that the Bible's true. And so the universe revolves around the kingdom of Jesus, and God has given us entry into this kingdom, and we're going to look at that today. But I want to first read you from Romans 11, verse 11 to 24. Again, I ask, did they stumble so as to fall beyond recovery? Not at all. Rather, because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. But if their transgression means the riches of the, uh, if their transgression means riches for the world, and their loss means riches for the Gentile, how much greater the riches, how much greater riches will their full inclusion bring? I'm talking to you, Gentiles, in so much as I'm an apostle to the Gentiles, I take pride in my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse in my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the part of the dough is offered as the first fruits is holy, then the whole batch of holy is holy. If the, the root is holy, so are the branches. If some of the branches have been broken off and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap from the, from the olive root. Do not consider yourself to be, seria, to be superior to the other branches. If you do, consider this. If you do not support the root, sorry, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. And I want to read that again. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You know, sometimes we forget that. We do not support the gospel. The gospel supports us. Oh, but I give my tithe. Oh, but I do this. Oh, but I... No, no. You, you don't support anything. None of us supports this gospel. This gospel will go on with or without us because someone will take it up. It's too life-giving. It's too precious. It's too awesome. And the God of the universe is behind it. And it goes on and says in verse 19, You will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted. But... They were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. 
Do not be arrogant, but tremble. So never be arrogant in your faith. For if God did not spare the natural branches, He will not spare you either. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. The sternness to those who fell, but the kindness to you, provided that you continue in His kindness. Otherwise you will also be cut off. If they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in. For as God is able to graft, for God is able to graft them in again. After all, you were not cut out of the olive tree that is wild by nature, contrary, um, and, and contrary to nature that was grafted into a cultivated olive tree. How much more readily will those, the natural branches, be grafted in to their own olive tree? So, Paul is talking there to Romans about the fact that many of the Jews had rejected the gospel. The gospel which had come through their scriptures had been prophesied through the Jewish scriptures, through the Jewish prophets and all of these sorts of things. And he's saying now, do not come here and be arrogant about this, thinking, oh no, we've replaced them. Some people like to talk about, oh, the church has replaced the Jews. The church has replaced Israel. He says, don't get so quick to get ahead of yourselves. Because you were taken from some wild olive tree over there and you were grafted in. And if you lose your faith, God will cut you off just as quickly as he cut them off. But also don't think that he can't cut them back in. Israel had overestimated the importance of the Lord. And I want you to listen to me very carefully today. It is important that we do not overestimate our importance to the Lord. We underestimate His love for us, but we overestimate our importance to Him. And so God, in order to show them up, revealed Himself to the Gentiles. And if we take the calling of God for granted, there are plenty of others that are ready to take our place. So God did us a huge favor by allowing us into His kingdom by the blood of Jesus. Just look at verse 17 and 18 again. He says, If some of the branches have been taken off, and you, though a wild oath, uh, sorry, a, a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap of the, orange, uh, the olive root, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do consider this, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. So through Abraham, God came to Israel first. But the nation took him for granted. Even in the day that Jesus came, the nation had taken him for granted. And we the Gentiles, we the people who weren't born Jewish, we are the wild olive shoots. And so virtually all of us, there's only a very few people here in Africa that are Israelites. But for the vast majority, we are the wild olive shoots. And the Lord has grafted the wild ones into the tree of His kingdom. And so we are especially fortunate to be here. We are especially fortunate to be able to come into the church, which is the house of God, and to be part of His kingdom. And we are able to do this because of what Jesus did on the cross through Calvary. But we're extremely lucky. Tell the person next to you, we are extremely lucky. Tell the person next to you, we are so lucky. Tell the person next to you, if you had a coffee this morning, you are so lucky. Come on, tell them. And then go buy one afterwards, amen. Come on, tell them, go buy one afterwards, amen. Now, here's the thing. We now share in the nourishing sap, which is the life of the olive root. 
And so I want to warn you, some, some Christians like to look down on Orthodox Jews. Because we overestimate our importance to the kingdom of God. But we do not support the root. And who is the root? The root is Jesus. We don't support Jesus. Jesus supports us. And God has allowed us into his kingdom by his grace. It's because of his mercy. It's because of his goodness. It's because he's so awesome and we're so lucky. And so the kingdom of God holds us up. We do not hold the church up. The gates of hell will never prevail against the church because Jesus says so. And Jesus will ensure so. And the church has the Holy Spirit. But the church holds us up because Jesus holds us up. And so don't take, don't take the place in the kingdom that God has given you for granted. Don't take it for granted. Many people that are Christians take it for granted. And you know, we especially saw that with the whole COVID-19 thing. People take it for granted. And, and why, do even, why do you even see many people go to church? Many people go to church because sometimes they get the promise that I'm going to get money, or I'm going to get healing, or I'm going to get company, or I'm going to get a husband, or I'm going to get a wife, or I'm going to get a prophecy, or whatever. I'm going to get something. And the issue is, if that's all you're coming to the kingdom for, all of that stuff you can get in the world. Don't come to the church for what you can get in the world. Go to the world for that stuff, and that stuff's going to die. Every single thing that is in the world is going to die. It's going to end. It's going to be shaken. It's going to be destroyed. It's only what Jesus gives that's going to last forever. And so 19 to 22, verse 19 to 22, you, you will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be granted in. In other words, I can be grafted in. Why? Because so, so in, other, in order that I can be grafted in, other branches were broken off. Wow. I must be special. God took them out so he could put me in. Wow. That's literally what some people think. This is what Paul was speaking again. And then it says, granted. He says, they were broken off and now you were put in. It's granted. But he says, but they were broken off, not because you're so special. Because of their unbelief. And you stand by faith. The only reason you're here is by faith. Because you believe in Jesus. Because you believe in what he did on the cross. It's the only reason why you're here. So do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. So God is kind and stern. God is full of kindness and mercy. In other translations, the word sternness is wrath. Both sides of God are true. He's going to punish all sin one day. The wrath of God is going to fall on all sin one day. It is going to happen. This is why he sent his son to die. This is why there's no other way to heaven. Because someone had to pay the price for sin. God cannot be a just God and not let his wrath fall on sin. So do not take it for granted. And then he says this. Sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. You have to work out your faith every single day. Every single day you've got to connect yourself to Jesus. Every single day when you get up, 
You've got to spend the time with the Lord and make sure that you're building up your faith, that you are with Jesus, that you believe in the power of the blood, that if you believe in what He did for you on the cross, that you believe that God raised Him from the dead on the third day, that you believe that He ascended into heaven, and that right now is at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. Every day you've got to believe that. You've got to muster up your belief. Every single day. He says, otherwise you will also be cut off. You will say, oh, the other branches were cut off for me. Wow, Lord, I can't believe you see so much in me. Paul says, don't get ahead of yourself. They were broken off because of their unbelief. It had nothing to do with you that they were broken off. And we were grafted in because of our belief. It had nothing to do with me that I was grafted in. I'm just lucky. I'm lucky that I could come and throw myself at the altar of Jesus and give my life to Him. I'm, I'm fortunate. Oh, Lord, I'm so glad that you love me while I was still a sinner enough that you sent your son to die for me. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And then he says, tremble. Because if he didn't spare Israel, if we lose our faith, he won't spare us either. I want you to understand this today. Without faith and without the kindness of God, we too would be cut off. And so avoid taking the kingdom for granted. But now I want to tell you about the kingdom. Because what happens is you have to understand the centrality of the kingdom in the universe. You have to understand this. And today I want you to get this. And here's the thing. If you're in the church, you are the center of the universe. Now, when you're in the church together, it's not you as an individual. You in the church are the center of the universe. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 to 23, I want to take you through this quickly. And I want you to listen very carefully to what this says about the church. Because I'm telling you now as you're sitting here today, there are many of you that are sitting here today and you do not understand how important the church is in the universe today, in the functioning of South Africa today, in the functioning of the African continent today, in the functioning of the whole world today. You do not realize how, how important the church is. And let me tell you, many of the evil things, and I'm not talking about the virus itself now, I'm talking about many of the evil things that have been done by many people in rulership and even people stealing food and doing all sorts of terrible things has happened because Christians do not realize the, the, the centrality of the church in the universe. They do not realize how important the church is for South Africa to survive. And in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18, he says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Do you know the hope to which the Lord has called you? Do you know the hope towards, to, to which Jesus has called you? The hope of eternal life, the hope of the new Jerusalem, the hope of heaven. Do you know that hope? And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, in other words, your spiritual eyes may be enlightened, that those spiritual eyes which were blind are now going to be able to see what is this incredible hope that you are called to? The hope of eternity. The hope of life beyond the grave. The hope that you're going to live forever. So first of all, that you're going to see something in the spiritual because many people's spiritual eyes are blind. And then he says that you will know the hope. 
Not just that you have to believe it. No, no. That you know the hope to which he has called you. And then listen to this. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Do you realize the inheritance that you have because you're a part of the holy people of Almighty God? Do you even know why you're holy? You're holy because you repented. You said, I don't want the old life. Jesus, save me. Jesus, I give my life to you. I lay everything down to you. Jesus, I'm going to make your will the will of my life. Jesus, I'm going to make you my everything. I'm going to make you my Lord, which means you own me. And now because of this, I have this glorious inheritance. What is inheritance? I'm going to get everything that Jesus has. I become an heir of the Father, which means I'm going to inherit the universe. And I become a joint heir with the Son. Jesus has put me on a par with Him. Literally, I am now a joint heir with the Son of God, of God. Do you know what that means? Paul says, I pray that your spiritual eyes will be opened so that you will see that. Like Stephen saw it when he was about to be stoned to death. He saw that. And the moment he saw that, and the moment the veil was taken, and he saw Jesus at the right hand of the Father, the second he saw that, he didn't care what they did to him. Because he knew where he was going. And then he goes on, he says this in verse 19. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. Do you know that all of the power of God in the universe is pointed to the church? All of the power of the universe is pointed exclusively at the church. And His power is incomparably great. You cannot compare His power to anything. There's no power like it anywhere. If you talk about a nuclear explosion, it's nothing compared to the power of God. If you talk about two planets crashing into one another, it's nothing compared to the power of God. If you talk about all the power that's in the sun, it's nothing compared to the power of God. That power is the same mighty strength which he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in his right hand in the heavenly realms. That power raised Jesus from the dead. He was dead for three days. He was dead for three nights. And the power of God came on and raised him from the grave. I mean, have you ever thought about that? To take a corpse and the corpse walks out of its grave. L let me tell you, that is the thing that separates the gospel from any other message. And many people can't believe it. But you know, I know of many people that have gone and tried to look at all the historical sources and all of these kind of things and prove the resurrection to be false. And you know what? None of them have ever succeeded, but many of them became Christians. I want to tell you as I'm standing here today that the resurrection is true. And imagine the power that God has that He was able to raise Christ from the dead. And He says, that's why you have hope because one day when they lower you there, maybe then West Park Cemetery, they're lowering you into the ground. You two are going to get up out of that grave just like that. You two are going to be resurrected if you believe in Jesus. And then it says... The power that is the same mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. 
So Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realms, far above all rule, authority, and power, dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. So this is, this is the power and the authority Jesus has. Just listen to what this is saying. He has power that is above every rule, all rule, all the rule. Joe Biden's authority is nothing. Vladimir Putin's power is nothing. Satan's power is nothing. There is no power that comes close to Jesus. There is no authority that comes close to Jesus. Far above every rule and authority, power and dominion. Dominion is what a king has. Wherever their power and their authority goes to, that's their dominion. He's far above any other dominion. There's nothing that even comes close to him. And every name that is invoked, there's no name that comes close to the name of Jesus. Not even close. It's not even in the same ballpark. It's not even in the same league. It's not even close. There's nothing anywhere like the name of Jesus. And then it gets even worse. I mean, for that just to be like that in the, in the day where we are now, you know, th- that would be incredible. But it's not only in, in, in the day in which we're now. It, it's in all of history, back to creation, and right up until the end of time. In all of history. But that's not even all of it. He says this, not only in the present age, but also the one to come. In other words, the age that we're in now is the age of people. But there's a future age coming. And when that age comes, when Jesus will have come back, you have taken Satan, poof, and you've kicked him to where Manchester City belongs. In hell. In hell. If Manchester City says they're happy, Watford got relegated, bam, off to hell you go. Jesus is coming back for Watford too, but he'll leave Manchester City behind. But in the age to come, Jesus' authority is far above all rule, all authority, all the power is nothing compared to Jesus. When Jesus says that's it, it, it's over. Guys, there's nothing that even comes close. So all this authority is under Jesus. He has this authority. And now it gets really hectic what he says. And this is, I mean, first of all, this part now the church doesn't understand. But, but now there's a part that's even more hectic. And, and the, 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 the question now gets answered, why does he have all of this authority? And God placed all things under his feet. And appointed him to be head over everything. So Jesus was appointed to, to be head over everything for the church. You're the reason Jesus has all this authority. You're the reason Jesus has this, all this power. You're the reason that Jesus has a name above every other name. You, you're the reason that Jesus' name is like no other. You are the reason. The whole purpose of God points to the church. He's been given all of this for the church. I want you to begin to think about 
what that says about the importance of the church. And then he goes on and says this, and he has appointed him to be ahead of everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I want to tell you that when 2020 came along, the lockdowns, which you know, everyone said follow the signs. And, and I, I had a big problem with this because, what, you know, one of the challenges that I had, we're saying follow the signs, but the Bible never told me to follow the signs. The Bible told me to follow Jesus. And the church followed the signs because the church doesn't understand passages like this. If the church had understood this, Many of the evil things that have happened in the name of a disease. And many evil things have happened in the name of a disease. Many evil things. Evil laws. I mean, just look at what's going on in China. I saw another video of a child being forcibly vaccinated. I saw other one of children being ripped away from their parents because they've tested positive for COVID. I saw bags, videos of bags of cats that they're taken from houses and they're taking them off to wipe them out. Some of the most horrific terrible things are happening under the sun and most people are saying nothing because it's not happening in our town well if you leave it there it might come here but the thing is none of that stuff is possible if the church understands that we are the body of Jesus that we are the fullness of, of God who fills everything in every way in other words, God is filling everything in the world in every way through us. Wherever the church is, God is. Wherever the church is, Jesus is. Wherever people gather in the name of Jesus, that is the house of God. In the Old Testament, the house of God was a temple in Jerusalem. It's no longer a temple in Jerusalem. Wherever the church is, it is the house of God. We are in the house of God right now because we're gathered in the name of Jesus. Whatever building, whatever field, wherever we are, wherever we're gathered together, it is the house of God. And God wants our spiritual eyes enlightened. He wants us to see this. He wants us to know that church, you are the center of the universe. You are the center of it all. Everything revolves around you when you're gathered together and united with the mind of Christ. When you start to understand that, you're going to act different. You're going to decide different. You're going to do different. And the world is going to be different. Why is South Africa such a mess? It's the church's fault. Why is South Africa such a mess? It's our fault. Why is South Africa such a mess? It's my fault. You see, we're not being the body of Jesus as we're supposed to be. Please understand this. If you are what Jesus has called you to be, everyone that hates Jesus is going to hate you. Not because you're rude. They're going to hate you because they see Jesus in you. And so the hate will look unreasonable. And God desires, therefore, that we have a revelation of these glorious inheritances. This glorious inheritance He's given us. It, he wants us to understand what it means to have a glorious inheritance. 
God wants us to have a, re a revelation of the power of the resurrection that exists in believers through the Holy Spirit. Do you realize today that if you're a believer, the power of the resurrection of Jesus exists in you? And that Christ was exalted above all other authorities in the spiritual realm. And I want you to think about the words there. It doesn't just say he was exalted above. He was exalted far above. All right, it's like we're on a hill. He has the authority, the, the, the highest authority there is in the world. It's on a hill. And, and, and this authority standing on the hill looking up at Mount Everest. Jesus is on the top of Mount Everest. The, the highest other authorities on this hill. In this age, in the age to come, everything is under the feet of Jesus for the church. Tell the person next to you, say, I believe everything is under the feet of Jesus for the church. Everything is under the feet of Jesus for the church. The message puts it this way. For the church you see is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is his body in which he sees, he acts, he does. Everything that Jesus does on the earth today is through the church. When people see the church, they see Jesus. Whatever the church is, that's what they see of Jesus. When people see you, they see Jesus. That is who the church is. That is who you are. And this is why this sermon series is called, Church, You Are the Center of the Universe, because literally the Bible says you are. Not on your own. It doesn't say Christian. It doesn't say believer. It doesn't say saint, which are terms that are used for people who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It doesn't even say disciple. It says church.
gonna do? When I'm in a lot of trouble with you, I turn to. When I'm in a lot of trouble, what am I gonna do? When I'm in a lot of trouble with you, I turn to. When I'm in a lot of trouble, what am I gonna do? When I'm in a lot of trouble with you, I turn to. I pray to Oh 